0: Your Positive, positive. positive. Imprint. 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 Stories are everywhere.
1: People and their positive actions inspire positive achievements. Your PI could mean the world to you. Get ready for Your Positive Imprint.
2: Hello, this is Catherine, your host. Welcome, listeners, to another wonderful episode of Your Positive Imprint. Today, I have Kyla and Brittany, and they are going to share their perspectives on surrogacy. Well, first of all, remember that people and stories are everywhere. And I met Kyla in a sushi bar in another state where Kyla and her husband were sitting at the community sushi table. We shared some wonderful conversations. We got to know each other. I knew nothing about surrogacy. I didn't know this about Kyla, but we shared other conversations and we became friends. And wow, a positive imprint for me was I asked the waitress for my check, and she said, oh, the couple that you were chatting with paid for your meal. So Kyla, thank you again, you and your husband, for paying for my meal that evening. Oh,
1: you are welcome.
2: I'm so glad I met you. I know you just came back from Mexico after doing some work, volunteer work, in helping some villages down there. Welcome, Brittany. Thank you. Hello. Uh, You both are in Washington State, United States? That's correct. I'm very excited to hear your life story that brought you to surrogacy. So can you tell us, one of you, what surrogacy actually is? Sure, I can. This is Kyla.
1: So I think the technical term for what we participated in is called gestational surrogacy or gestational carrier would be the term for Brittany. And that is where we went through the in vitro process, my husband and I, and were able to create biological embryos of ours that were frozen. And then, as we will discuss through many failed attempts, the physicians are able to transfer those embryos to Brittany and allow her body and her uterus to carry that child to term there's different definitions I suppose but for us that was our process
2: very interesting now you two have been friends obviously you're friends you're here together you chat together how did you meet yeah so this is Brittany and Kyla and I
0: do go way back to childhood. We actually grew up just down the street from each other, like six or seven houses away. And (laughs) we have known each other for many, many years. You know, Kyla, we're a few years apart and, and went to different schools. So it wasn't until more recent years, kind of as we started our families and actually my husband and I and my daughter lived next door to Kyla and Mark for a period of time. And that was kind of in the midst when Kyla and Mark were going through a lot of their fertility issues. And that's kind of when I would say that our friendship really started to evolve. We were always friends. In fact, Kyla helped. She's got many talents in her life and she, one of- That I have learned. I have
2: definitely (laughs) learned about that. One of her many
0: talents (laughs) involves wedding planning. And so when my husband and I were engaged, she helped with several of the wedding details and helped us pull off that special day So, so no, I mean, we had always been friends, but I think it was when we were living next door, just being close in proximity that we were spending more time together. Kyla also helped take care of my, my baby at certain times during the week when I was working and our, our two eldest children are very, you know, best, best buddies. And so that was, I guess, just when our friendship really developed even stronger was during that period of time.
2: Well, that is exciting. And it's always nice to hear such wonderful friendships that blossom and, and that people are there for each other. And in this case, you truly were there for each other in, wow, a lifelong bond. Yeah. How did the conversation start between the two of you? I mean, I... I don't know how I would ask a friend, Hey, you, you know, you want to carry a kid for me? I mean, how do you open the conversation up? Well, I did not ask her
1: um, <laughs> as she said, and I will let her share, but the time frame where we live next door to one another, she was just very present for a lot of our losses, miscarriages, failed in vitro attempts. And, and then her family actually moved to California for a brief period of time during which we continued to struggle to have our second child. She knew that I was starting to look for surrogates and I had met with several different women that I didn't know. I never, I never asked anyone that I did know. Then she came to me and I can let her share that.
2: Okay. And before Brittany does, I I have another question. How did you get the idea? Did the doctor give it to you? Was it something you read? Or is it from just you know, prior knowledge of knowing that it exists? That's a great question, because especially
1: now our son that we're talking about is three and a half. And so this was almost five years ago when this process was taking place. And it certainly was not as relevant then, even as it is today in the last five years. I feel like surrogacy has kind of come into the mainstream more, but I was desperate to have another child. We have an older son through in vitro as well. But I had a very complicated pregnancy, and he was quite early, and and we assumed we would just go that route again. Uh, However, there were so many failed in vitro processes, I knew that my uterus was not, (laughs) unfortunately, capable of carrying again. So we honestly looked into several options. We looked into adoption, um, both domestically and abroad. We looked into the foster system as a means for adoption and I just kept coming back to the fact that we had frozen embryos from prior treatment. And I just kept feeling the pull to, we have these, you know, potential biological children, and I didn't know what I would do with them if we went another route. And so I knew that it existed, however uncommon at that time. And so I just started researching. And even that took me all over the world. I spoke to several Couples in the United States who used a surrogacy program out of India, which is somewhat controversial, but there is an opportunity to use surrogates in India. It's less expensive than going through an agency in the United States. Um, We decided that wasn't the route for us. And then I just started sharing with midwives and doulas and, you know, just putting the word out there that if there's anyone they knew that had ever expressed interest, (laughs) that I would be an open candidate to have that conversation. So that was a long answer to your question, but that's how it
2: kind of evolved. Wow. What a journey for you and Mark. Yes, it was for sure. Wow. Okay. So Brittany, how did you hear about I guess because you were friends, Kyla must have been mentioning it to you. Correct. You know, and and this was
0: a lot of this happened, as we said, during the time that we were living next door to each other. And so as a friend, it was very heartbreaking to see Kyla and Mark go through, you know, I just feel like they would get so excited and Kyla would be so hopeful. And then, you know, I mean, I remember being at her house and she would get the phone call that yet another round of, of um IVF failed. It was awful. It was awful. And I, I consider myself a pretty empathetic person. And so I just I felt like I could feel some of her pain. Obviously I I had no idea just how how hard and difficult the process was. But you know, when she would I'd come over and she'd have charts laid out of all these different options and things that she was considering. And she just, her determination, you know, she was just so relentless and like, I'm going to do this. So it was heartbreaking, but also inspiring to see just, just how, how much I knew she was not going to give this up. And um, so then once we moved to California, you know, we obviously kept in close contact and I felt like everything, every time we talked, it was yet another option failed or, or didn't follow, you know, come come to fruition. And so I remember the the last conversation we had at that point, um, it was sort of their, their last attempt or last hope had fallen through. And, um, you know, I just remember hanging up the phone and, you know, I welled up with tears and I just thought, you know, this is just so unfair. You know, it's two of the most deserving people that would give anything in the world. And, you know, I was fortunate enough that um, pregnancy was not difficult for me. And, um, you know, so I was pregnant at the time with my son or let's see, maybe he, I think he was a little infant at the time, but um, you know, it was just like, this is just so unfair. And so it was in that moment, I remember exactly where I was sitting in my car and just kind of this very strong feeling washed over me. Like, you know, I, I, I could do this for them. I want to do this for them. And I think I knew in that instant that this was something I I, I was determined to do. Uh, it was interesting because I truly knew nothing about surrogacy other than what Kyla had, you know, kind of her her adventure and her research into it. You know, that was really kind of my first step was I needed to go Um, I went and met with my OBGYN to see if it was even a viable option for me. So, you know, she kind of explained the process to me and said that fairly significant, you know, they do an extensive health check, I guess, to make sure that I would be a viable candidate. And her only stipulation was she said, you need to wait until your son is a year. And he was just, I guess, six months at this time, five or six months. And so I knew that, you know, I had some- And why did you have to wait? Was it so that you could heal after exactly. the Exactly. Last- she just said it takes about a full year after you have a baby for your body to just completely heal and recover. And I was still nursing at okay. the time. And so I knew then that I had some time to think about it, which was which was a, a good thing. You know, it was I knew it was something I didn't want to just jump into and, and approach Kyla about right away until I had done all my due diligence. I, I absolutely believe that there was a higher power involved in this? Like that day that I had that very strong feeling, I I do feel like absolutely God was involved in this. You know, I prayed a lot throughout the process. I feel like I I needed someone someone there with me that was a higher power involved, and in, and and so that was definitely a part of this journey for me as well. And so the next piece then was getting my husband on board, right? And so I had already gone to the OB at this point. I wanted to make sure I kind of had done my research before I even approached him. And thankfully he was absolutely, you know, supportive from that very first conversation. In fact, he's like, let's do it. You know, he was ready to go full speed. And I said, Well, you know, we have to wait at least a year. And it was nice to have that time to really process. I mean, it's obviously the reward is, is huge, but there are, are also, you know, there can be risk involved and I really needed time to process all of those things. I wanted time to talk to my parents and my family to make sure that they were supportive. I don't think this would have, the journey would be possible without the, you know, support of the family. And then at that time we were talking about career changes and actually moving back here to Washington and my husband was moving to into a new industry the timing had to be right for us right and and so it was really then that fall so my my son turned 1 in july and my husband was taking some tests for his his new job then once he completed those i approached him and said okay the timing the timing's now that's when i i said to kyla you know, I'd love to meet up and catch up. And, you know, here she was thinking it was just like friends catching up over some coffee. And little did she know that I was going to spring this on her. And so I imagine that was a pretty <laughs> intense conversation.
2: Brittany, I completely commend you for your courage, but also for the time that you took to work with your family to get that acceptance. And, It's almost, it was a spiritual journey as well for you. I completely, completely admire you for that, uh, for taking the journey again, not just from courage, but into a spiritual journey to be sure it was something that was right and that you had the support. So Brittany, what a wonderful, wonderful person you are in how you went about this. Kyla, when she sprung this on you, what was life like after that?
1: (laughs) It was a whirlwind (laughs) (laughs) in the best possible way. Uh, As she said, they had recently moved back um, just a few houses down. Once again, we live in a really small community. Our parents, my mom and her parents are still in the original houses that we grew up in. So it's a very tight knit lane. I headed to her house for coffee that morning and, you know, a little bit of chit chat. And then she said, okay, well, I want to tell you something. And I just want to start at the beginning. And I was thinking, okay. (laughs) Okay. And she basically shared with me what she just shared with you, which was that, you know, gosh, almost eight months prior at that point, after our conversation, she had this, you know, resolve to do this and that she had talked to her physician and her husband and her parents and that she didn't want to bring it up to me until she was really ready to put the plan in place. And I, of course, was blown away. I remember saying like, I don't know if I should jump up and down and scream or start bawling my eyes out. It was just such (laughs) a and I was so grateful for what you just said as well, Catherine, that she had had that time. And anyone knows Brittany, she is very thoughtful and thorough. And diligent. And so the fact that she had gone through that process and was so steadfast in her decision really meant a lot to me because I knew that it was solid. It wasn't just a, hey, I could do that for you, you know, kind of thrown out off the cuff. And we continued to talk that morning for a couple hours about all of the potential, you know, risks and what if and the process, you know, I had been through IVF several times at that point, but of course she never had, so we talked about medications and injections and what if she were to lose her uterus and couldn't have another child or what if she was on bed rest or what if there was an issue with the baby. I mean, there's so many complex issues that go into it, and she honestly had a response for every one. So I knew she had thought so thoroughly about it and it was incredibly reassuring and I very humbly accepted her offer pretty quickly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so how soon after that did all of this happen then from the time she told you how quickly did it occur? So that was in October,
1: I believe. It is a process. It starts with a legal process. The clinic requires both people to have, you know, their own counsel and as an extensive contract, depending on your state laws, about everything and decision making for the baby and for the carrier and the biological parents. And so we had to work through some legal hoops, and then there are some counseling requirements where both couples, you know, have an interview, so to speak. With a mental health therapist who gives their approval. So we kind of had a lot of that initial workup, as well as Brittany's just general health screening. So it all, that all started quite quickly. And then I remember her first medication was in December. So it started pretty quickly. And we transferred two embryos that we had from a prior IVF of our own. And heartbreakingly, that did not work. Those two did not take on our initial round. And so Brittany did not miss a beat and immediately was like, okay, well, what's the next step? How do we try again? And thankfully we had more embryos. So we were able to do a second transfer fairly quickly after the first one failed, which was in January. So I believe it was in February that we got another (laughs) positive uh, pregnancy test. And then from there, things were off and running. It
0: was a healthy pregnancy and little Daniel stuck around and he was born then in
2: October. I know that from your Facebook page, your children know about the surrogacy and you've talked to them about it. So how did you talk to your children? How did you tell yeah, that's them? That's a great question. Uh, you know, and that was something that,
0: you know, was so great. I think about Kyle and I and our friendship is that we communicate so well. And, and um, that was a huge factor for me in considering this is I don't believe that surrogacy would, would work for just anyone. And I don't even believe that I would do it for just any friend. It kind of had to be the right, the right person, the right friendship. And I, I knew that Kyla was one who you know would be so respectful, and I felt like we had very open lines of communication, and and I truly believe that is why this process um, was so seamless for us. And so that was a huge thing that we talked about in the beginning was how are we going to explain this to our kids? We we did it s- separate. That Kyla did it, Kyla and Mark did it with their son, and I did it with our two kids, me and my, my husband. I remember we I had ordered this book, and it was an analogy that kind of explained you know, doing someone good for something else. And so we all just kind of explained to our kids that Kyla's tummy was broken. And so this is their baby, but I was basically kind of the oven cooking their, their baby. And, uh, there was really never any, you know, the kids didn't think anything, you know, other than this is great. And, uh, still to this day, you know, they doesn't seem weird or strange, you know, as I'm sure as they get older, they'll have more questions about how exactly it all worked but they were very accepting and very excited about the process.
2: And it sounds like they would be, of course. And it's the month of May and this is Mother's Month. So what a wonderful way to celebrate motherhood in sharing your story. Kyla, did you want to share anything? You know, yeah, I think also our kids were just young enough That they
1: just take everything their parents say. (laughs) So, uh, Britt's kids would have been, gosh, you know, just over one and what, three and a half. And mine was four and a half. So, my older one. But we actually have the sweetest video where I shared with my husband and I shared with our older son that. He was going to be a big brother and that this was a really special situation because he was actually in britney's tummy since mine didn't work and we happened of course in this day and age but we mark pulled out his camera and i said well you know are you excited and and he said i said Do you want to share anything say anything to britney you know of course he it's like extended family and he just does a sweet little quick video to brit that was unprompted you know and just said thank you so much for taking care of my little brother. And (laughs) I'm so
2: excited. And so is my mom. Yeah. And he said, you posted that on Facebook when it was your son's birthday. That's how I found out about the surrogacy. And I think he added something because my mommy's tummy doesn't work any longer. Yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah. It was very cute and very innocent. And, and the understanding that Brittany is, Walking around pregnant with his little brother. Yes, exactly. And we would do, I mean, obviously we lived close by, so
1: we were able to spend a lot of time together. And she and I were able to do doctor's appointments together and have ultrasound pictures that we could share with him. So, you know, we tried to make it as present as we could for him as well, that this was his little brother growing. And they make all kinds of things these days that you've never heard of unless you were in that position. They make these little kind of earphone things that stick to your belly. So he and I would read stories and it would record and then Britt could play them. Oh, that's so
2: sweet. And
1: so he was, yeah, excited the whole time and wasn't at an age where he really questioned anything. So- It worked great.
2: The community. How did your community accept this or react to it?
1: I mean, I'll let Brit speak to that, but I will say quickly from my perspective that we live in just the most incredible little place and have known so many of our neighbors and friends. All of us, and they've known both of our families for years. And I feel like outpouring of love and support was honestly, beyond anything that I could have imagined. So from my perspective, people were just incredibly supportive and loving and, you know, they had known it had been a long journey for us. And so I just felt so supported and encouraged and all of that. Oh,
0: I'm so glad. I I couldn't couldn't agree more. Nothing but support. You know, I, I will be honest. I I think that was a little, one of my apprehensions going into it because, you know, as you had said, Catherine, you knew someone who didn't believe in surrogacy. It isn't something I don't feel like is super well known. It's becoming more so, but I am a more introverted individual. And so, you know, that was one of the my requests was I didn't want this to be broadcasted all over the place or, or um, you know, I, I wanted to just, fly under the radar a little bit, so to speak. You know, I just, I just wasn't sure what, how people would feel about it. Pleasantly enough, every, I mean, we just felt nothing but support and so much love from our, our community and our friends and family. And I also think we, we did keep it quiet for a, a while, especially through the first trimester, I think because of the fact that the first time didn't work. And you know, it was scary. So we did hold off um, for a while until we shared with everyone, but just felt nothing but love and support for the most part.
2: This is so wonderful. Very much enjoying hearing the story of not just the surrogacy, but your friendship to know that you are sticking with each other, have stuck with each other, and that that love and support is always going to be there for the kids, for yourselves. So- What tips could you provide to families who might be in the same scenario as you were, and that surrogacy might be an answer? Or are there tips? Or is it just something that needs to come from the perspective of spirituality, the perspective of a relationship?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, um, Britt obviously has a totally different perspective than I do, but I think she touched on several of the things that that made it truly as seamless as it was for us. And I think the ability to communicate and to really have a deep level of friendship and humility, you know, because you're both going through a myriad of emotions during the process. I mean, I would have given anything to be carrying my own child as elated as I was that I was going to have him thanks to her. That's something I think people don't share about very much that while it's incredible, there's still, You know, a a token of of grief, or you know, I don't get to feel the kicks and things like that. And I, of course, tried to keep that to my own self as much as possible. I was so incredibly grateful for her gift, but I think the ability to share and for her to be able to. I mean, pregnancy is uncomfortable some days, and you know, she's taking medications and shots, and she's not able to do, you know perhaps some of the things she would normally do while she's pregnant and the enormous responsibility that she felt, which she can allude to. But I mean, that is massive to, you know, I think the funny things I would get people would say like, well, gosh, how do you trust someone else to carry your baby? You know? And so I think having, well, first of all, I couldn't, (laughs) and I said, I would trust her with my life. I mean, I think so when it comes to tips to get back to your question, I think a really true, deep level of. You know, trust and sincerity and communication um, and support are paramount because you have to let go and and just appreciate the gift and not hold on to the rest of it. So I know Brittany's would be totally different than mine. So I think I think that was very well said, Kyla. And the support of my husband was was
0: huge. I I couldn't imagine doing that process without him. He was really my rock through it all. And you know, because there are days in pregnancy where you Feel crummy, or you know, just just feels like a lot, and and so to just have him there with me and and steadfast, you know, unwavering support was was huge. But Kyla was my other rock, you know, and she was just nothing but supportive. And I, I can imagine that if if you were a surrogate for someone and you had very conflicting thoughts or ideas, I imagine it would be really hard. You know, she always. Um, supported me I feel like I did my best to support her as she was kind of saying there were moments where I was like and especially um, because we've had a a child since then and I thought a a lot about that in this last pregnancy that Kyla didn't get to experience as, as grateful as she always was she didn't get to feel some of those special things she didn't get to feel her baby kicking in her tummy I got to feel those things and so you know it just I think made me kind of brought things full circle in that even though, yes, it was an amazing thing that I did for her, it still was very difficult for her at times. And so I think for us to just kind of be able to openly share those things back and forth with each other was, was huge and uh, really allowed this process to be successful.
2: Well, I'm so happy for the both of you. And I'm very happy for your families and your sons, Kyla, who your older son is able to Share his life with a younger brother and that is truly a gift for him if you could give one inspirational phrase or word that just describes your life journey through this what would it be
0: it's a hard question. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah,
1: exactly. Gosh, I don't know. I mean, but I feel like I wouldn't want this conversation to end without, we, we call Brittany our angel baby baker. Oh. <laughs> the name that we gave her. And I feel like it's just one of those examples, honestly, of an angel on earth and people are able to be angels in different ways, but she has definitely been the angel in our life. This is the second conversation we've ever honestly had about our Process and our journey, and one of the things that really hit me when I was thinking about it is obviously apart from the blessing of our child, which is the the obvious and huge um, impact of this. I think the other thing that is so incredible about this experience is it's really. Also, two human beings coming together at the most human level possible. And I feel like sharing your vulnerability and sharing your fear and sharing your courage and accepting help and all of that just in the most human of ways. You know, I mean, she carried my pain and we shared joy and just at the most basic human level, I think that's the other really amazing Um, outcome of this process is unfortunately in this day and age, it's a lot of hustle and bustle and surface connection and to really be so intimately connected to another person through something like this has just been a really, really special relationship.
0: For me, the main motivation and focus when when I did this obviously was I, I wanted to do this for Kyla and for her family and you know, as as I went through the process, I did think a lot about you know I hope that my kids take something away from this, right? And and other people too, and and that's maybe just to pay it forward in life. Whether um, and it doesn't have to be something like have a baby for someone else, per se. But you know, <laughs> I think that there's a a selfish reward for me every time I see little Daniel. And he's just the cutest little guy you can imagine. And I'm reminded of, of something great that I did in this lifetime. And I feel really good about that. I guess I hope that if anything, if this story or, or journey inspires someone else to pay it forward, whatever that means and however that is, I think
2: that that's, that's not a bad thing. You are both incredible. Brittany, Kyla, I thank you so much for sharing your struggles and your journeys and of course your successes. On Your Positive Imprint and Your Inspiration. Thank you so much for joining.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Catherine.
2: During the month of May, I am celebrating moms. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Your Positive Imprint. You can find more information and sign up for my email updates at my website, yourpositiveimprint.com. You can also send me email, at Catherine, at yourpositiveimprint.com. That's C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E yourpositiveimprint.com. Thank you to Chris Noll for providing the music for this podcast, chrisnoll.com, C-H-R-I-S-N-O-L-E.com. Thank you for the emails in requesting the spelling. You can also find me on Twitter, What's Your P.I., as well as Facebook and Instagram at Your Positive Imprint. My podcast is available on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and your favorite podcast platform. Please subscribe to this podcast by hitting that subscribe button. Your Positive Imprint. What's your PI? Subscribe now.